Now, working in Bob Shaw's shop was a pleasure. Like I say, he had four stations. He had a day and a night shift. He had a large civilian population of customers. He had a large Navy population of customers. The prices were all on the wall. He had a salesman in the shop that everybody chipped in and paid them a little bit of a commission, sort of. And Bob Shaw paid most of the salesman's salary. There was a small, what they call a barroom sink, a little small stainless steel sink, maybe a foot square at each station with a big gooseneck spigot. The countertops were a certain height so that when you reached from the ink to the customer, it was just one steady flow. You didn't have to reach up or bend down. It was just in a straight line. And I asked him when I did leave if I could copy his, his style and measure his counters. And I said, this is a beautiful way to work. Everything was perfect. He had large photos hung up all around the shop of people heavily tattooed. It was the nicest tattoo shop I had ever seen. Bob explained to me that Long Beach issued three licenses and Bert Grimm had bought them all up at the time. So he had a little monopoly in Long Beach. The license was only issued in the Pike, the amusement part of Long Beach Town. And then Bert Grimm one day sold one of the licenses to a man named Fred Thornton who opened up a little tattoo shop at the other end of this, this amusement park called the Pike. He also sold this other license to two guys one, Owen Jensen, and the other one, a man named Leroy, big man. And that was almost next door to Bob Shaw, just a short walk. They had a little shop that set back. That was very nice. But that was the competition. And Bob Shaw took me to meet all these people. I had met Owen Jensen previously in North Carolina. But these were the competition. It was nice to meet them and say hello. I had now been working there for a few months, and I was pretty relaxed. I knew right where everything was. And one day, two fellas came in, wanted the same eagle. It was an eagle I had done many times in Philadelphia and New York. It's this straight eagle. The feet are going down, the wings are going straight up. It's a nice eagle. I've done it many, many times. Bob Shaw smiles. He says, these two guys want to get the same eagle in the same spot on their arm. He says, you ready to have a little race for drinks? I said, yeah. So 
Bob saw and me the way the shop was laid out in the horseshoe shape. We were facing each other with a counter in between. And he was at the back side, I was at the front side. And he, he gets out the stencil, stands up and leans across this counter and hands me the stencil and says, go ahead, put the stencil on. So I shave the guy's arm, get everything prepared, I'm ready to go. And I put the stencil on and I stand up and hand him back the stencil and sit down to wait. Bob Schwartz says, go ahead. I said, no, I'll wait till you put the stencil on. We'll start at the same time. And he says in a rough voice, I said, go ahead. I said, okay. So I start tattooing. And I'm listening to Bob tattooing. I'm listening to when the sink goes on and when he's changing, rinsing out. I'm listening to everything he's doing. And I'm figuring and estimating how far along he is in his tattoo. Now, I, I learned a little trick from Brooklyn Blackie, one of the two men at this point that were faster than me tattooing. The two men that were faster was Brooklyn Blackie and Bowie Stan from down on the Bowie, Stanley Moskowitz. So I, I had this little trick I learned from Blackie when you're doing an eagle, a bird, anything with a wing, if you draw the wing, the line, all the way back to the backbone of the wing, that way you won't have so much filling in in, in the main part of the wing, in the center of the wing. You don't have to fill that in solid. You just shade it in from the backbone toward the feathers, and it looks like it's done. So I figure I'll do that, and I'll be way ahead of Bob Shaw, and I'll, I'll be done much faster than he is. And now, I'm just about finishing up the outline, and I hear him rinsing his machine, and I think he's switching, going from this color to, and I hear, um, um, and I look up, and there's Bob Shaw leaning on the rail, and he says to me, when you're done, I'll be in the checkerboard lounge. I said, wow, wow, that is fast. I wasn't done with the outline. He was done with the tattoo. So when I finished up, I, I lock up, I put the little sign on the door back shortly, and I go over to the checkerboard lounge, and I say, I'd like to retract my statement. When I said I was good and I was fast, I'd like to say, I'm good and I'm slow. And we laughed at that. We had our two drinks and we went back to work. Bob, Bob explained to me how he never wanted a sign on his door saying closed. He always wanted a sign saying back at a certain time, or went to buy bright colors back at a certain time, back shortly, but never the word close was to be on his door. And I said, okay, I'll adapt that myself. I adopted, 
a lot of things from Bob Schwab. He was very helpful to me. He taught me a lot about tattooing, a lot about life, a lot about people. He was a good, good man. His tubes were something special. They held a lot of ink. You didn't have to dip as much. I enjoyed working there very much. Everything, everything seemed a little better and easier. And Bob explained to me that every so often they'd go to the machine shop and have some tubes made or machines made or something. And that everybody that was working there at the time would have some made. That way we'd get them cheaper. Everybody bought a, a bunch of them. I suggest count me in on everything. I enjoyed everything about the shop and and the people working there, except the prices. The prices were a little low, and the designs were a little harder. But I asked Bob if I could trace some of his designs and maybe bring them back to the East Coast. And he said, sure. He said, you notice, since Lyle Tuttle tattooed, Janice Joplin on television. A lot of women are getting tattooed. And he had a few sheets, just little small stuff for women. Flowers, bumblebees, butterflies, hearts, little stuff for women. And I, I noticed that they were quite cheap, $5 to $10. But he would charge you extra to take you into the back room to tattoo you in private, which most of the women wanted. So he was getting 15 to $20 for these little tattoos, and I thought that was a great idea. So I'm, I learned a lot. That phone call I made to go to work for Bob Shaw was probably the best phone call I had ever made. So I worked the winter there. And when spring was coming, I thanked Bob for everything. And I said I, to myself, I said, I finally found a place, a warm spot in the winter where I could go and work if I wanted to. Now, Bob explained to me that my old friend Hong Kong Tom, Tommy Yeomans, who now called himself Hong Kong Tom, had met up with his brother, Don Nolan, and they had worked Hawaii together, and then they went and opened a place in, in Alaska, <laughs> and with an earthquake in Alaska, their shop ended up in a hole in the ground. <laughs> and they were coming to work for Bob Shaw shortly. He said, if you want to stick around a couple more, more days just to see my old friend Tom, I said, yeah, great idea, thanks. When Tommy and his half-brother Don Nolan showed up in a few days, they started hanging up their designs. Boy, a whole lot of new stuff hadn't been seen around before. They, they were both very good artists. I said, Jesus, this is the hard stuff. I'm glad I'm leaving. But Tommy explained to me how he did in Hawaii and he said he got tired of being on that damn rock. And they went to Alaska and opened the place. And a damn earthquake came. And they came to work one morning. 
and their shop was in a big hole in the ground. So they split out of there and they came here. They're going to work for Bob Shaw. And I said, well, it's good to see you guys. I'll see you again sometime soon, I hope. And off I went back to my Philadelphia. <laughs>